You're listening to an Aaron Books podcast. Welcome to Parenting and Bonding with Children's Books. Each Tuesday in our Facebook community, we go live to chat with the children's book author about the magic of books. Each book and author was chosen with you and your children in mind. So please sit back, relax, and enjoy this week's Author Spotlight. This episode, we're joined by the author who created the magic of Monster Kids Academy. Welcome, Marquise Boyce. Hello, everyone, and thank you very much, and thank you for having me, Quinn. Glad to be here today. Yes, I'm glad you're here. So so how are you? I'm, I'm doing great. Doing pretty good. Can't complain. Um, it's a pretty uh, busy day, um, so, you know... This is one of those things that at the end of the day, now I get a chance to kind of just unwind doing some of my favorite stuff. And that's just kind of talking about, you know, books in this case, because I am a huge bookhead. So, you know, I get the opportunity to sit down with you guys and talk about books. Right. I can talk about books all day. So hopefully this doesn't go on too long. (laughs) We're going to be respectful (laughs) of, of all of your time. Don't worry. So um, author Marquise Boyce, he created Monster Kids Academy to help explore how to teach children simple life lessons in a fun manner. Um, His book, it's a series um, and it's awesome. So let's get into the book. Um, Tell us about your first book in the series, Marquise. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. So Monster Kids Academy was a book series that I created back in the beginning of like 2014, actually. And um, at the time, I was not an author by trade at all. I never actually written anything before. Oh, wow. But I had just at the time kind of heard about Amazon and their Kindle publishing and, you know, how you could actually kind of create ebooks. So I was actually just looking for, you know, additional streams of income. So I was thinking, okay, maybe writing would be something that I would actually enjoy doing because I used to always like writing short stories and actually even like poetry back in the day. Uh, So I kind of came up with the idea of Monster Kids Academy just off of the concept of I was thinking about what was something that, you know, was unique to me because I kind of wanted to write for children uh, and something that was unique to me that I could probably talk about um, and expand on. And and that for me was childhood bullying, because it was a topic that um, I was very familiar with um, because I was always kind of like that nerd kid growing up. So uh, bullying was something that I kind of experienced a lot. And then as I got older, uh, the dynamics, you know, of course, changed with my classmates, you know. So now it's kind of like fun to talk about, you know, maybe sometimes reminisce. I don't even want to use the uh, term fun, but you know how you used to pick on me in high school. But, you know, I think as I got older, I needed a way to vent. And for me, writing was that way to, you know, kind of, you know, vent. Got you. Thank you for that. So, of course, I read your book. And like I said before, I completely loved it. Milo is the main character um, in this book. And it's a middle grade, um, middle grade book, chapter book. And it's like sci-fi based. That was really interesting. Um, Milo's a lovable and relatable character. Um, For those of you that haven't read it yet, he's 11 years old. He's also a soccer player. um, And that's relatable, you know, to a lot of our kids who are in sports. And he just moved to a brand new place. He's going to um, a brand new school. So, you know, that hits on topic number one. Our kids are experiencing right now is is a lot of change going on. Um, And so what I loved about the book is 
like many uh, middle grade novels, is that we saw a huge shift in perspective for Milo, especially as he went through bullying and he was dealing with um, being different um, and seeing friends around him, um, people around him that were different. Um, so who did you have in mind when you wrote the series? Um, so actually, I kind of had myself in mind. Um, yeah. I kind of identified very strongly to the character of Milo. Um, cause as a kid, I was kind of in a, a similar situation, kind of like moving to a new area in a sense or going to a different school and then, you know, just trying to fit in, you yeah. know, trying to find those pockets of friends, trying to, you know, see who I can mesh with things of that nature. And then also just missing home and, 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 yeah. and you know, kind of having that feeling. So I, I think I just pulled a lot from that when I built Milo out. Okay. So you told us how you came up with like the idea behind it, were there specific, particular specific situation that you can think about in your life that inspired the book? Yes, definitely. So mm -hmm. each one of the books actually is kind of related to a specific event, event in my life okay. or, and then I kind of told the book around the story. So the first one is just kind of like, you know, going to a new school and kind of trying to blend in. And, mm -hmm. you know, also a lot of times when you go to new schools, many times the new kids always get picked on and bullied on. Mm -hmm. So, you know, a lot of the, the term of the book for the first book was just kind of like trying to blend in. And then, you know, with the second book, you know, that was, you know, all about a big dance. And I had a fear of dancing growing up and I always wanted to go to dances, but I never would go because I couldn't dance. And there was one particular incident um, where a friend of mine, when I was in like the seventh grade, he actually helped me learn how to dance. Okay. <laughs> you know, so we got these seventh graders, you know, teaching each other, you know, showing me how to dance or whatnot. So that's where that the second book idea kind of came from. Okay. And, yep. and then the third one was, was really just about, you know, honesty and, you know, being honest when faced with difficult situations and difficult decisions that you may be faced with and also okay. come and clean about certain things as well when you know it doesn't maybe suit you beneficially as a, as a kid. Got you. Thanks for sharing that. That's interesting. I remember dancing. I went. I didn't dance. I couldn't dance and I didn't, but I still went. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it took me a while to really, you know, get my nerve up to finally go. But, you know, I, I did and it was OK. Gotcha. I didn't die. Yep. And you had a friend teach you. And that's yep. interesting because in this book, one of my ultimate favorite characters is Vince. Um, because, you know, when Milo was being bullied, um, oftentimes, you know, in life, we have a guide or we have a friend that is just always there for us. And Vince really showed himself true in your book. Um, and as soon as Vince came into, um, you know, into the scene, I knew that he was going to be amazing because he was kind of appointed, right, to be his guide because he was mm -hmm. new in school. Yeah. And he seemed to just like take that on, like, yeah, you know, like this is my job. Yeah, I'm like, oh, I got nothing else better to do. I'm yeah. just going to take the new kid under my wing. <laughs> you yeah, know, so. that was really good. We all want friends like that. So, you know, you told us about the the guy in your life that um, taught you how to dance. What about in the first book with, with bullying? Did you have a friend that kind of came to your aid? Um, I did, actually. I did have, you know, friends that we, we would actually kind of depend on each other because a lot of times when kids get bullied, sometimes they get bullied in packs, you yeah. know. So it was it was a situation like that to where, you know, if you have a friend and, you know, you know, he's in a situation of maybe getting bullied, you're not going to go let him be by himself or, you know, you guys yeah. are always going to kind of hang out together. So it was kind of that situation kind of had like a little, you know, a click of people getting bullied, but also kind of having each other's back. Mm hmm. 
Good, good. So um, the reason why we're talking about bullying tonight is not only because of, you know, Marquis' book is because it's so relatable for a lot of us here, you know, in the group and that are watching um, as we're raising children, even if we have baby babies or toddlers, it's a it's a fear that we have um, that um, our kids are going to grow up and be bullied. They're going to uh, be a bully or they'll just be a bystander um, in a situation where somebody's being bullied. And we want to know that the kid that we send, that we talk to in our home is also a good kid out in the world. So if they see somebody being bullied, they know enough to be able to act on that and um, and help to protect the person who's being bullied or at least, you know, go grab an adult. And just to give you guys like some information um, around bullying, um, I pulled some data from stopbullying.gov that shows that 20% of middle schoolers, because this book is, you know, for middle school kids, will be bullied in school. That's one in five. That's one in five, you know, children. So when you think about that, um, and 40% of the time, it happens in the hallway. Like that's the location that, you know, most bullying, you know, or 40% of it takes place. So there's somebody around, right? And if that's our kid that's in the situation, we want them to be able to have the words to express that that's not right or be able to be brave enough to go and get an adult and, you know, speak out against that kid that that's doing it. And so books like Marquise that, uh, that are talk about bullying and talk about these situations, give our kids, you know, scenarios that they can relate to. Um, and that's why I really, really loved your book. Um, and so even, you know, most of our kids are virtual schooling, but cyberbullying yes. stats, cyberbullying stats are not far behind from, you know, the one in five from in-person schooling. So when you wrote this book, because it really resonated with me um, as I'm raising a six-year-old boy, what message were you hoping to send to parents and children with your book? Definitely um, just raise good adults. And, you know, that kind of starts as a kid, just kind of learning empathy. And especially a lot with my last book, Honesty is the Best Policy, um, that, you know, just kind of be truthful to yourself, be truthful to your friends around you as well. And also... Um, you know, don't always feel like you have to try to fit in. It's fine to be different. I think that's the the biggest thing that I wanted to take away from the book series is that it's fine to be different. And that's why the kids themselves are kind of based after monsters in a sense. You know, it's kind of a representation of going to a school where you may have different kids of different, you know, ethnicities. Uh, these mm -hmm. kids are kind of in their own case, different ethnicities because they're ghosts, they're vampires, and some of them hang together in cliques. But it's okay to, you know, like I said, be yourself and yeah. also not try to be something that you're not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's really good. And that's one, uh, one thing I pick up in your book is the fact that they were monsters. And it was like a culture shock for him, for Milo, when he went to the new school. And I experienced that myself. You know, when I was in middle school, uh, I went to I went to one school then I, you know, when I went to high school, it was like a whole different environment. And, you know, it's trying to like find that place where you can fit in and discovering that it's OK to be, you know, OK to be different. Um, so we talked about Vince a little bit um, and we talked about how he was assigned to be like Milo's guide. Right. And he took mm -hmm. that job like really seriously. Um, and that was good. Um, bystanders, uh, as you guys know, are play a really important role um, in bullying, just making sure that they step up. And we know that bullying, you know, in order to solve it or reduce it, it takes like a holistic approach, you know, teachers, uh, parents, adults, students to be able to step in and really, you know, tackle the problem 
um, head on. Mm -hmm. So I love how in your book, um, at the end, not to give too much of it away, but the school stepped in and it was such a hilarious scene <laughs> when when they did step in um, and the way that the kids like try to solve it, tried to solve it themselves. But mm -hmm. then, you know, they needed the adults to step in. I love that as well. Um, so is was your situation like similar? Did did the school step in for you as well? Yeah, in a sense, this was kind of like related in around an incident kind of happened in sixth grade. And at the time, I had a really good relationship with one of my teachers or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I was kind of in a, I don't want to say use the word funding a lot of information to him. But, you know, I think that I had a good relationship with, with him where I wasn't scared to actually talk about what was going on and how it was affecting yeah. my friends. And yeah. by because I wasn't scared to talk to him, he was able to kind of like help ease the situation a little bit i felt at least that's how i felt from my six-year-old brain that things weren't as bad and also you know he was also kind of working behind the scenes talking to our parents as well trying to figure out why we weren't meshing together so he was trying to fix it you know without us being called you know snitches because that's one of the worst things that you know for the no bullying campaign is to you know stop snitching mentality um, yeah. Because if you know if you don't speak up, then somebody is going to suffer for it. So it's one of those things that you definitely want to be able to feel comfortable about speaking up as well, too. So that's why I feel like I felt really good about having that relationship with a teacher. Yeah, that's really good. That relationship with the teacher and, you know, having the words to speak up. And, you know, I have to say, you know, because this is a reading group and, you know, uh, when we give kids the words through reading, you know, because we're teaching them so many words and ways to express themselves. And I posted in the group today about um, that emotional learning, those words that um, express their emotions is really important in them just being able to say it out loud. Because sometimes mm -hmm. our kids and we saw Milo in the book. Um, when his dad asked the, how his day was and he wasn't able to express it in that moment, you know, you wonder why that was, was he afraid or did he just not know how to say it? Um, and that's why, you know, I feel like books and reading to our kids is so important because it gives them the words that they need in order to do it. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad that teacher was there for you. Is he still, do you, you know, cause sometimes like we'll find our teachers from back in the day, like on Facebook mm -hmm. stuff. Do you still have contact with him at all? Yeah, actually I do. I'm actually teachers cool. with a lot of uh, friends on Facebook. Thank you. know, the one thing about good with Facebook is I've been able to keep in touch with a lot of my teachers. Cause I, you know, they are the giants I've been able to learn from. So, yeah. That's awesome. You know, and we see teachers go above and beyond, especially in this time every day. So it's cool when we can back up and, you know, go back and say thank you for what you did. So yeah, because you learn from it, you know, you might not have known it at the time period. But as you got older and then when you're also responsible for other people as well, you're like, wow, OK, they did a lot. Yes. Yes. So is there anything else about your book that you want to share with us that maybe we missed in this conversation? Uh, well, one thing is I want to say definitely be on the lookout because it's actually been about six years since I published for this particular book series. But I do have a fourth one that I'm planning on to be coming out with next year. And I wanted mm -hmm. to kind of revisit some some topics that's also been sensitive. And we kind of touched on a little bit earlier. Mm -hmm. It's about, you know, cyberbullying. So I kind of think AOL comes to Monster Kids Academy. <laughs> 
<laughs> Got you. And I'll put this resource back up for you guys again, because there are some um, on stopbullying.gov. Just it gives some great resources for parents and also um, for you to talk to your kids, you know, about what's going on. And if you think there's something um, going on with your child, just having these resources, just like laying around the house or on the fridge. If they don't want to talk to you, they can call and talk to somebody. You know what I mean? Just having somebody to talk to is is excellent. Um, and you touched on the cyberbullying. I came across uh, a couple weeks ago on the FBI site. It was broken down by grades, um, mm -hmm. and it gave like a quiz for kids um, to be able to practice safe um, surfing on the internet and be able to recognize like cyberbullying and who to reach out to for help. So I'll share that resource um, in the group. I'll check the comments, see if there's any questions. So let me see. Thank you all so much for joining tonight. Yep, and thanks again, Quinn, for having me. I definitely appreciated the chat. No problem. All right, middle schoolers will love the help from these books. Yes, the heart behind the story. You know, if you, you guys are going to fall in love with Milo, because I did, and especially Vince. We all want our kids um, to have events in our lives. Yes, important. So where can we find your books? Uh, so you can actually find them by going to the website is monsterkids.academy. And also that you can find them on Amazon by just searching for Monster Kids Academy and you can see the series there as well. Yeah. I have it currently in ebook e form, but I also have physical copies of the book as well. And it will be on audio version next year. Wonderful. Thank you so much. See, there's a smart, uh, Teresa said that is crazy and such a sad thing that, kid, that kids deal with. So true. Um, yes, Teresa, for kids to be able to say it out loud. Um, so we answered all the questions. Thank you so much, everybody, for being here. We Thank really you. appreciate you. Thank you, Marquise, for, for sharing some insight behind your book. Um, check it out. Go to Monster Kids you know, Academy. I'll put the link in the group so that you can check out his book and you know the whole series. Um, I finished the first one and knew that I was excited for the second one to come um, because he touches on more on um, differences and he leads into um, a girl in the story who is dealing with some anxiety, right? Yes. At the end, her name is Julie. Yeah, um, really. and she just wants to be invisible. So, you know, that's a whole nother thing um, that we're dealing with in our household right now. So that was great. Um, anything else, Marquise? Uh, no, that'd be all. Once again, I just want to say thanks again for having me on. And like I said, be on the lookout for the fourth book coming up soon. Because like I said, I ended the story on a cliffhanger and now I got to send it on off on a good note. Yes, you got to help us out. You can't leave us hanging. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you so much, everybody, for joining us tonight. And thank you for being my first guest. This was so exciting. Thank um, you. We hope you. You're welcome. Thank you. And we hope you all enjoy. And as Aiden would say, who's not here, keep reading. And I'll catch you on the flip side. <laughs> Have a good night. Have a good night.